1: Good morning everybody, it is, it's a 420, it's 420 in a, in a wake and bake land, I was gonna it? say
2: it's a wake and time <laughs> isn't it,
1: <laughs> it sure is man, it sure is, uh, good morning I'm Scotty Real and uh, the dude is not here again, should be back tomorrow but still got Guru behind the camera.
2: What's growing on, guys?
1: Yeah, man, yeah. Ready to get high this morning, man. Absolutely. Wait, not, you're not already high? No, man, I'm not. I need, to, I need to get there. I need to get there. I've even had, had an interesting, eventful morning already, man. So it's time to use my medicine to uh, alleviate Scott being too much of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's good medicine for that, you know? <laughs> anyway, man, let's get it going on. we got executive producer St. Skinny. Huh. I wonder how he became a saint, man. <laughs> he was just so skinny. <laughs> Two pounds of light, man. So you get sainthood around here. <laughs> For his grow post on, what is this, ground-to-air heat transfer system? Oh, I call it a GOTS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the GOTS. Who, who found this? A self-heating greenhouse. Let's take a look at this really quick. I have this. Somebody snuck this by me, man. I guess Pothead Assistant found this? This
2: is a really cool concept of using the ground under the greenhouse as a place to store heat during the day and then have a system of fans to like let it release into the greenhouse during the night huh it's like a passive air
1: what about like geothermal doing it with like heated water tubes or something like that well you could do that but
2: to for geothermal you also have to have a geothermal heat source underneath of wherever you are what about the greenhouse effect during the day Well, I mean, you could use, like, black uh, 55-gallon drums or something to collect and hold heat. Water holds heat
1: really well. Right.
2: But using the air to heat the ground, the ground also holds
1: heat really well, too. Water does hold heat really well, man. I had a uh, water-cooled CO2 generator before. And uh, that thing was cool, man. It really worked. I feel like it, it'd be cool, but I feel like a lot of things could go wrong with that. Well, like it getting crusted and clogging up, and then not really <laughs> cooling anymore. Yeah, that yeah, go wrong. something like that, <laughs> that could go wrong. Turns out you're not supposed to run your your reservoir water through it, man. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Whoa, got the. Got the uh, Source Vapes. No, Source Vapes. Source Vapes is our sponsor, man, but I'm going with my stores in Bickle today, man. You guys got to make a dry herb one for us, uh, for us dry <laughs> herb guys. But, but hey, uh, let's shout out to Source Vapes. Yeah, definitely, though. man. They'll be our, sp- our, our show sponsor today, man, our, our primetime supporter. Uh, man, I do like when I go out. I like to tuck one of those. I used to like the XL. Still like it, but there's something about those little, I think they're like $50. It's like a little $50 Source Vapes travel kit. And they're almost disposable. Like you can get well, not disposable, but I end up giving them to my friends. <laughs> you know, somebody sees them, and you can put about a I don't know, I'd say almost I'd say a half gram you could put in one of those things.
2: And they sent us some of the new fancier ones with the new battery. Nice. There had been a couple issues with that, but everything's fixed with that. And those are real deal
1: e-cig vaping batteries too. Fuck yeah, man! Let's fire one of those up. Man, I haven't done shatter in a while. I think I got some about a week or 10 days ago. And it's not like those slabs you get from extractor, man, where it's just like all day long. This was like I got two grams and it looked like two grams. (laughs) It wasn't like, huh, I have no bearing for how much this is right here. I have So much it won't fit in my container, man. (laughs) Yeah, extractor, man, treated us real nice, man. It treats us real nice when we see them. Uh, as a matter of fact, remember last time at the DGC Cup. As a matter of fact, every time at the DGC Cup, you were there two years ago. Oh, the ca- the, the high times cup. It was a pizza box. He brought a full on pizza box full of like nine slabs on top of each other. Wait, and that was just paper. one of
2: those, right? I thought there was more. We had that cooler oh, too, right? Yeah, there was a, but we had some dabs going. Yeah. There, right? All we had a line along all day, <laughs> every day of the cup. There was
1: a line. <laughs> so, this, this is interesting, thing. man. The gr- you know, ground to air heat transfer system, man. And I like it. It's got a self heating greenhouse. And then there's all sorts of cool stuff. They say necessity is the mother of invention. And when you've got tons of cheap uh, heat, you know, cheap electricity, shit, I got power lines that are going to run over my greenhouse, <laughs> man. Um, it just doesn't make you think too hard. You know, it doesn't make you do any outside-the-box thinking, but there's so much, man. Even biomass, there's rocket stoves.
2: I was going to say, this is like a passive version of a rocket Rocket mass heater, Mm -hmm. where that, you have the fire you set for it. This is just using the solar heat during the day to circulate
1: and heat the ground underneath. Yeah, it's cool. I mean... Come on, Mother Nature gave us everything we need. We we just need to think about it. And unfortunately, the oil and the electricity is just here. You know, all you got to do is plug something in, man. You take as much as you want. That's why I think it's so funny that people think electric cars are like they run on electricity, and half the country burns either coal or nuclear to get that electricity. So. It does have a carbon footprint. I did mean, I you guess see not the nuclear, new but. Tesla battery cells they
2: made to actually store power from the grid when I it's did. not all being used? Because yeah. right now, when the grid isn't taxed out and all the power is not getting used, it just ends up getting wasted. And we waste <laughs> a lot of energy doing that. And Tesla's trying to make those new battery packs to help store energy so if they need more on the grid at a certain time, they can dump from those batteries instead of having to...
1: Man, I was just reading about Tesla last night, <clears throat> and they were just saying how just how bad he fucked up getting with Edison. And then I, I always thought Thomas Edison was this uh, amazing inventor. I don't think he was. I think he was an amazing marketer that bought people's patents.
2: Oh, and you know? well, no, and Tesla didn't really want the rights to it because he wanted everyone to be able to use it. And it was the big deal with Tesla and Edison was the alternating current versus direct current. In direct current, you'd have to have power substations every, like, half mile to keep driving the current. Right. Where Nikola Tesla came up with a really intuitive, instead of pushing electrons through the... The cable all the time You just make them Shit like Shake
1: back and forth You know what That shit's so complicated It's a hundred years later People have explained it to me A hundred times And I still don't Fucking get AC <laughs> Man you know All I know is DC is the one That'll fuck you up DC man. will fuck you up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got in a good AC charge before I don't know. So I, I remember, uh, you know, being a plumbing and air conditioning guy. We would assemble these aluminum frames. I think I've told this story before. And I just had a live wire with just a freaking aluminum piece of just billet aluminum. I mean, geez, a little little one twenty to get you going in the day, you know. It <laughs> just wakes you up and lets or, you know it's there. One ten, I should say. Yeah, two twenty. Two twenty. Oh, that that's like inside. dead. That's like might be dead. <laughs> I hate getting shocked, man. Hate it. But okay, cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Now I, I'm get I got real stoned by the way, real fast. I woke and boke. Woke <laughs> hey, that boke. plenty does the trick all Dude, the time. Man. Fuck yeah. And it just I know why they call it the plenty, you know. I mean, it's German, everything's like uh, you know, translated, but I can see them just looking at this being like one word for this thing is plenty. Get you plenty high, yeah. Because you pack this bowl, you must pack a gram in the fucking bowl and uh. You can smoke out of it for 20 minutes, I bet. That's why I like it. I mean, that's if you're hitting it just, like, constantly going at it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right, man. So what else we got, man? What else we got? Lead the way. The dude is not here. I'm trying my best. Uh, this is it's a little funny without him. I <laughs> say, get <laughs> it's back It's weird, here, dude. Get back You miss here. him. I do. I do. He is the host with the most. I got a... Uh, some notice on my phone today that somebody commented on his connoisseur flushed cannabis today. Oh, God. And it is just like a troll fest over there, man. And then, like, for a second, you know, I'm always trying to find value in shit. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, uh, okay, man, maybe... It's maybe, just completely non-constructive. Yeah, maybe there's something here. Maybe as they're telling us to fuck off, we're idiots. Maybe they do know something, and I'm like, whoa. Man, people just love to go out there and spread... Really bad information, you know. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I guess it makes them feel better or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe they lie to themselves. What, what do I know, dude? So me and my
2: roommates were making edibles the other day. Okay. We we're trying to decide between butter and margarine, or if there was even a difference between the two. Oh,
1: dude, it's disgusting. Oh, don't even get me it's started like with whipped
2: uh, vegetable butter. It's... You, you go- we Googled it, man. Ugh. I remember
1: because we, t- we were talking about that this morning. I kind of like the simple things, like. Uh, you know, like I trust butter i don 't know why you know, but I just trust it it's simple, you it 's simple it tastes so good, yeah i't you know, know I know because I know what it is, you know it comes out of a cow it 's just some fraction of milk that 's whipped up, right you yep. buttermilk um, yeah, I, I saw this commercial this morning for country crock, the new all natural country crock made from plants, <laughs> and it just made me scratch my head, you know it started making me thinking about what I was going to use for the, for the uh, the can of butter, you yeah. know the best thing because uh, anyway, man, I just so I Googled it real quick because I was like, made from plants, all natural. Fucking margarines are terrible for you, man. What is it? Margarines are saturated fats? Is that right? Well, no. Margarine is better for you than, than butter. butter is. Yeah, so butter unsaturated. No, butter
2: is saturated. Okay. Fat. And that means that like any oil is like a long-chain hydrocarbon. Right. And on that, each carbon, um, I guess... Unless it's an end, it has two places hydrogen can attach to it. And saturated fat means all the hydrogens are filled on it. Where unsaturated fat, it's, it's not completely full or doesn't have the hydrogens attached to it.
1: All right. Well, let's turn this into, into some weed talk then. So if I'm doing my can of butter, I believe I, from what, you know, the, what I, the one thing I know is coconut oil is unsaturated, right? It's
2: unsaturated and that leaves the most places for the cannabis To attach to it and be carried by it. And coconut oil also tastes the best of all those oils. That's what they were saying. So I Googled this
1: country Crock thing and they were going, yeah, we actually removed the preservatives, like all the artificial shit out of it and tried to bring you a healthier product. And people are like, we hate this. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, man. I was just checking it out. I was at Sprouts the
2: other day looking for cereal. And in the cereal aisle, I'm literally like... Every single one of
1: these is gluten-free. Like, I have to go to Safeway to get my gluten. You must have been in a (laughs) gluten-free aisle, man. I don't know. Yeah, it just made me think, though. I started Googling that, trying to figure out, you know, looking for country crop chemicals or what's it made out of or something like that. And it made me think, man. Google is like – it's not – bought and sold or up for grabs but it's totally biased you're not getting just uh the real opinion there because what i saw was country croc or whatever that major corporation is hired a bunch of bloggers to go and talk about how great it was and then fox news hired a bunch of people to talk about how terrible it was so it was weird <laughs> That's but how it, the media goes these yeah days. but i was like none of the articles looked real and i was like shit is this is that fake you know, it's not really fake news. Alternative media. Yeah, but it's just like it's it's bought and paid for, you know? Yeah. Oh, have... you
2: gotta see this Google video. It's uh If Google was a guy. And okay. it is hilarious. All right.
1: Let's check it out. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Sometimes you got good stuff that makes me laugh, man. Fire this up. Don't play too much of it, man. We'll get in trouble. What up, Google? Okay. Electric outlets look surprised. Why? Millipedes ten times faster than centipedes? Baby powder made out of babies? You know that it's not. Well, hello there, young man. Big booty Puerto Rican goddess. Taxes have to pay Why? What is YOLO? Is that your kid's phone?
2: Is YOLO a drug?
1: Yeah, okay, that's fucking hilarious, <laughs> and th- that's what I mean, though, man. Google is like an echo chamber for you. You know, it listens to you and then tells you back what you want to hear. So if you want to hear country crock, and it's also your own self-selection. What do they call confirmation bias or something? Yeah. When you just want it, you see something and you're like, oh yeah, that's the way I think, man. I click that. Of course it is. I just seen that with Google, and uh, I don't, I don't. It just made me start thinking what what I'm really getting when I go, when I Google something, man. You know, it's definitely not. uh I don't know. It's, 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 uh, you definitely need to do some more investigation than just going on the front page of Google oh, yeah. for information. I like to like,
2: pick up my news from a lot of different sites with differing views and then tr- try and kind of piece together what was actually going on from that. Sure, sure.
1: They're all bought and paid for. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I was talking to Sparky One Up. Shout out to you, brother, this morning. And uh, he actually wakes up at 5 a.m. So he catches the four twenty show every morning, man. I love it. Man. i absolutely love it. Anyway, he was asking me, he was, he was kind of lightheartedly busting my chops about, uh, the no-till recipes. Like when are you going to share the no-till recipe? So first I'll ask, do we have that video up? And if not, can we get that? No, video we don't, up? but we will get it. Up. We've been slacking on it. We got a little list of uh, videos we've been, we've been rendering out, but, uh, yeah let's do that and then the recipe is pretty much the clackamas coot recipe i did a little bit heavier on some of the amendments and uh, i substituted cocoa and i added biochart to it but aside from that it's a clackamas coot recipe and uh it's something where i don't know if it's going to work for me or not before i go telling everybody to do it i figured i would wait and see if it actually works because what if I find out that I did something wrong, and there's a correction. <laughs> i do, for sure would hate to screw a whole bunch of people up. And so uh, this is my first attempt with no-till, so I'm just giving it my best, and I got to wait and see what happens in flowering. They're vegging like crazy, and it's like... Uh it's like, hey, look, man, I'm doing it, man. The plants are growing. You know, I know people. You ever go to somebody's house? Like back in the day, I went to my buddy's house. He's like, I got to grow, man. You got to check it out. And this is way back in the day, you know, 96 or something. And he's got a computer case with a growing. Uh, he had, I think, one 1,000-watt light. Okay. Yeah, up at the ceiling. And he had seven-foot plants, man you know probably coming out of 7 gallon containers maybe 5 gallon containers <laughs> you know just single stock 7 foot plants growing up into the light and i was just like oh my god man <laughs> you know it's so funny it's so funny and man. he
2: was probably really proud of that too
1: yeah yeah so my point is is you don't want to share unless you know what you're doing man once you know what you're doing then then you can uh, then you can go for it man then you can tell people so anyway man Oh, shit. What the hell was I going to say, man? I don't know. I'm, I'm losing it, man. Oh, you know what? We were talking about big soil beds. Sparky's doing a no-till soil bed, and mm-hmm. he's doing it in like one of those big Home Depot containers. like uh, It's like the black ones with the yellow. The, the big tubs? Yeah, the yellow tubs. Yeah. yeah, the yellow lid on them. And I think that he's got the right idea. We were just started thinking about and talking about the size of a no-till bed. And then me and you started bullshitting about it, man. Um. It has to be big. I'm under the impression it has to be big. Mine was so big I couldn't fucking move it. I got a hundred fifty. Really, with no
2: till, it's the the bigger the better. Because Just because you have more soil volume and you can get more nutrition into that bed to begin with, and you have more surface area over the top to top dress and feed that way with it.
1: It's also that fun the fungi, yeah, the, the hyphae, the
2: hyphae, and then the mycelium that are in the top couple
1: inches of the soil layer. Okay.
2: That they're the real. Uh, more aggressive decomposer
1: ones that feed the soil below them. Sure, but the hyphae is going and it's it's making it's a. Uh pulling nutrition from deep around the soil so all the all the corners of the soil and that's these really thin strings these thin strands and we're trying to grow those at least in a no-till bed we're trying that's why they say uh minnesota nice says don't even cut your uh you know don't even rip your root ball out when you're just done. cut it <clears throat> just cut it because there's hyphae attached to that and if you rip the root ball out there goes the hyphae because you know, yeah there goes your whole network when
2: you have that huge fungal network you're just exponentially increasing the surface area of your root system which is pretty directly related to yield and
1: biomass at the end of the harvest. And not only increasing the, the, you're increasing the surface area, but it's not, these aren't the same size as roots. Uh, These are like 10, 20 times thinner than roots. Like a, a, a mycorrhizae hyphae, a fungal hyphae is like super, super thin. So it can penetrate places where a plant root can't, where a plant root pushes and just can't get into that little soil crevice. The mycorrhizae can get right in there, man. It makes contact and it's, uh, it's able to, that's why you're able to get more bang for the buck out of your nutrients and out of your soil when you use mycorrhizae and beneficials because they're pulling more nutrition out and it's cool. Yeah, man, yeah. nice small talk, dude <laughs> Call the dude up, damn it We need him <laughs> um, Oh, she, hey, Sparky told me About another really cool podcast I want to shout out to him I will be checking out Grow From Your Heart podcast That's Rasta Jeff, and I heard he's got this guy on From White Colorado Mike. White Mike Sounds racialist, but I'm sure there's a story behind it, man Alright <laughs> <laughs> no but i heard that the, that white mike is super plugged into the uh, uh like the colorado or the pueblo like political scene kind of knows what's going on okay with all the down there'd be a great guy to learn about cbd from maybe um and yeah i heard they got a good 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 uh podcast over there man so excellent thanks guys every we, we need to team up to entertain people in their grow rooms you know yeah there's got to be some symbiosis there Fuck yeah, man. Just You're from know, the name alone sounds like it. 5 days a week, you gonna get tired of me real quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Rasta Jeff. Take over, man. Take over. They're tired of hearing me talk, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say I was thinking about and I, I, I had a terrible stomach ache a couple of days ago. I'm prone to stomach aches and it lasts for about 2 hours or something like that. I got to go lay down. Um but that's how, like, one of the real godsends of cannabis for me is ever since I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, you know, I could take a little bit of Mexican rag and smoke it. And I was like, wow, I feel better, man, you know?
2: Dude, the same for me from taking Accutane when
1: I was in high school. Yeah. It wrecked my stomach. Yeah. And have stomach problems from that. And cannabis has always helped with that. Yeah, I was talking to my dad about it this morning. And I was like, you've seen me, you know, super sick and take, a, you know, one or two little puffs and I'm better. I was explaining to him, like, the ride with Larry, the park. Parkinson's uh, remember that Parkinson's yeah video? The, the, that was yeah because it's just getting out to the to you know the East Coast that cannabis really is medicine <laughs> hey it's not bullshit man and, uh, yeah, so I was just talking to him about it, and I, I just think it's such a bummer, uh, like, in certain places where you have to be under a doctor's care. In Florida, they want you under a doctor's care for 90 days. Or worse, days.
2: the places you have to be terminally yeah, ill. T- yeah, Or, like,
1: Ill. in hospice for them to even consider it. Can you imagine it's just you to be terminally ill to get aspirin? So you're oh. just sitting there with a fucking headache, man, and you can just take a couple of aspirin or a couple of Tylenol and make you feel better. And they're like, sorry, you can't do that. It's for cancer patients, man. You have to have AIDS or something to get this. Yeah, and like, it's like the perfect
2: me? alternative medicine for those people where they can, they're can they on morphine or they could use a little bit of cannabis and feel a
1: lot better too. Yeah, I, yeah, that's absolutely the truth. But we're kind of learning what that's all about. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's not addictive? Nah, we don't want that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: you're not going to get hooked on it and we can just keep selling it right. to you over and over Can again? we
1: make it addictive?
2: Wait, and if you overdose <laughs> on it, don't worry. We have the antidote for that, too, that we yes. sell. We just raise it 4,000%, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is weird how they do that with medicines. They get you a medicine that you really need then they raise the price, like, four times. Oh, yeah, they're, like, <laughs> complete predatory practices. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Oh, they will pay what they will pay <laughs> Didn't the uh, eyeglasses guy say that man
0: That the, was the eyeglasses the guy The Exotica
1: guy yeah Anyway we are fucking rambling my man Let's take a break Let us uh, let us uh, uh, see Well let's see what the DGC smoking on first And take a break And uh, I don't know do we have to take a break am I wrong on that I think I'm fucking it up man uh, let's, let's see what the DGC smoking on Come on let's fire it up We got Skywalker week 10 Who's Ooh. that by man Ooh. That's fucking nice, man. Who is that by? You'll know, man. Ray H. Oh yeah, man. Right on. That's I think I know pretty, who Ray man. H is. Yeah, it LED work. LED Grow First Harvest, man. Beautiful. Come on, put something about the author down there so we can talk about you. Give you give you credit, man, where credit is due. Who else we got, man? Alright, you know what? That's good, man. Let's just do one. And, uh, dude, go on. You get uh, 250 nugs right now for uh, putting up a meme. Actually, you get 1,000 for being mentioned on the show. So, Pothead Assistant will hook you up with 1,000 nugs. And uh, go check it out, man. Uh have a couple Green Pad Juniors left in there for the Clone Dome. Kind of cool thing. We try to feature a different product that we have from the uh, – From the Nug Vault. So Green Pad Jr., good thing to check out. Those things are perfect for people just trying to get a little boost on their cloning. Or maybe shave a day or two off of that. Because they're perfect for a clone dome. Yeah, CO2 is important, man. I always think of CO2 because it's the opposite of oxygen. And when the football players are on the sidelines huffing that oxygen. Whenever I see anybody, whether it's an old person with the oxygen mask on, I'm always like, yeah. That's like 1,500 parts per million CO2 right there for plants. Because you know? it really,
2: just... CO2 ends up being the limiting factor a lot of the times in a garden where if you have everything, all your other parameters are exact and how they need to be. Right. CO2 is your yield limiting factor. It's what's keeping you from being able to
1: get over like the next yield threshold. Yeah, it would make sense, man. It would make sense. I mean, I could certainly see oxygen being my limiting factor when I go fucking try to bike up that hill. Oh, yeah, or go <laughs> climb a mountain. It's a lot <laughs> harder when you get near the top. Yeah, I've definitely had oxygen be a limiting factor, so I, I, can, I can get it, man. I can get it. All right, so what the hell are we going? You got a new storage? Find one? Yeah. I've got one from the Wine Spectator, actually. All right. What? And
2: there was a vineyard in Mendocino County that recently sold their property to a commercial cannabis facility. For when California, because California's laws for by being able to actually buy recreational marijuana don't go in effect until January 1st, 2018.
1: Hey, so they're having
2: the entire year for all the municipalities to, to figure out ready. what, to get ready. And, well, it's up to each municipality, too. So they're going to uh, have to figure out all their regulation and guidelines and stuff. Right. So they're giving them a lot of time
1: to do that, but... This. What kind of bullshit is that if you're a municipality and in, in Fort Collins they voted out dispensaries for a couple of years, man. It was bullshit, man. They had a redo a couple
2: of years later. But yeah, this is like an old family vineyard that if you know anything about California wine, they have probably like the best soil and most perfect growing environment for grapes next to France or Argentina. And to be able to put a cannabis grow in one of one of those valleys and, and it's actually in Mendocino County too.
1: Um, I wonder if the soils for grapes is is as good as a soil for cannabis, though. I mean, is, do you need an acidic soil for grapes? Do you need no. a, you know what I mean? I just wonder if it's the same thing.
2: Uh, it should be. It's usually good. Grape growing soil is uh, micronutrient dense. And that's how, because bricks is really important for growing yeah, grapes. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, So, yeah, it should be perfect for cannabis.
1: Very cool, man. Well, I'll keep my eye on it. I'll keep my eye on it. I did not pick a news story today. I uh, just figured I'd talk a little grow instead, man. So <laughs> let's do uh You know what? I seen uh, a little grower's love from Budding Happiness 330. Uh, he shared a DIY oxycloner. It was pretty kind of cool. Take a look at this real quick, man. Cruise on over. It's oh, like that DIY is DIY cool. oxycloner. Real simple, you know? Yeah. What's that cost, man? got a couple of air pumps... What is that, just a... Uh... Air
2: pumps are probably the most ex- expensive part there.
1: Yeah, what's making the bubbles? I can't say. Is it just uh, air stones he's got?
2: I'm going to assume there's just air Yeah, stones. I can't see no, any, I but can't... I guess it's
1: air stones. It's a little six-cell si- system. You know, grow your six plants, Colorado style. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Looks looks good. Um, I like bubble... What do you like for cloning? I like the bubble cloner. I'm going to try the Dewey Mr. Cloner. I've used that before. It's kind of cool. Uh, kind of similar concepts. The bubble cloner has... Um, water sitting in the bottom, and you just use an air stone. You you have the water come up pretty close to where the... uh, Right below where the stem comes down, too. And the idea is that the bubbles go up and they pop. And just a little bit of, of moisture in the air from those popping bubbles creates a great environment for roots. It's almost like aeroponics. Uh, the Dewey Mister kind of does the same thing where it just introduces air and water and it spits. Uh, it spits, spritzes. spritzes yeah, it spritzes. The there you go. Um, so different concepts there. Um, the, like the other clone, like what are those things called? I guess they are oxycloners. Don't they have a, a water pump? I don't know. Anyway, there's, there's ones that do have a water pump. I'm thinking of like the Easy Clones, the bigger ones. Right. They'll have right, a right. water pump that's powering some micro jets. Where they're it's really like an aeroponic system. Yeah. They're, they're little pressurized little heads and it's, it's powering those things. So there's all different ways to get a water droplet. Um, the last way that I talked about, though, when you have a water pump sitting in the water running all the time, that produces heat. And that, that, I don't like that, man. You don't want hot water when yeah. you're trying
2: to clone, because that's when they're most susceptible to like pythium I don't, or don't acerium. like hot water. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it just makes all the biological processes for good and bad
1: bacteria in the water to take hold. And yeah, yeah, you, the and the more the higher the water temperature gets, the less oxygen dissolved oxygen that the water can hold. We are leaving the cloning elephant in the room, though. What's that? Just rock wool. Yeah, I mean, it's so <laughs> fucking easy to just take. I, I barely use these machines. I'll just take some uh, uh, some cubes. Do I use rockwool cubes? I'm trying to think what cubes. I use. One-inch one, rockwool one Rockwell cubes. Rockwell cubes. They're, they're nice because they don't fall down. You can use those cocoa plugs as well. Or but the rapid he, riot yeah, rooters. There's all sorts of stuff. Cloning shouldn't be hard. Most of the time, if you're fucking up cloning, it's because your plants are too wet or you don't have the right moisture. You don't have the right uh, uh, humidity. Right. So, yeah, keep an eye on that stuff. But pretty pretty cool DIY cloner right here from Budding Happiness. All right. What else we got, man? What else we got?
2: You want to go ahead and take a break and then come back and hit some grow talk?
1: deal? I can do that, man. I can do that. Come on, play some memes, man. Make me laugh. All right.
0: In the closet, I'm curing my weed. My scissors, gummed up in a weed. can't smell nothing from five feet away. Can't let your guard down. Nothing one day. Give it up for the growers. Out risk humanity. I'm
1: Let's do it Let's get into our element Let's get into grow talk <laughs> Dude, you're out of your element <laughs> I guess Donnie was out of his element, right? Right <laughs> uh, Anyway, man, let's do it, man What do we got here? Dudegrows.com Bokashi Buckets Man, I don't know a lot about Bokashi You got anything here? I
2: got a little bit on this Cool so, Let's read this question I was,
1: I was listening to the show back uh, Checking to make sure it was okay And I heard your executive summary of one of the questions it was this morning, actually, man <laughs> I like that, man. Well, you give us an executive summary, all so right. you don't have to read the whole question, man. Oh, no, uh, just fuck away. <laughs>
2: What's up, DGC? I'm looking to pick up a pre-made bokashi bucket system with a spout, and wondered if anyone has any recommendations. The one at, at Build a Soil is generally what I'm looking for, but it's on back order. I see Vader OG on YouTube he uses the Teragami, and it looks nice. Any recommendations? I'm planning on using the system for all pruning materials as well as. All the large leaves from the trim. Anyone doing this and feeding this liquid to your plants? Any recommendations on dilution rates and how often to apply? Whoa, Thanks in man. advance.
1: It's kind of like cannibalism. I was I about know. to say, that's just like,
2: <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm feeding you your friends today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> remember that guy that grew next to you for like a month and then yes. he disappeared?
1: Yeah, you're eating him. Yeah, remember your foot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what's for dinner. Um, No, but I think this, man. This cool. I don't know anybody doing it personally, but I don't see why it wouldn't work. I've seen uh, the terragami systems before. Right. And they work really well, but you can also DIY
2: these pretty easy. Um,
1: DIY? What the hell?
2: (laughs) I've seen people do them with even just like coolers uh, that have the spigot on the the bottom of it, and it has a ready-made lid for it as well.
1: Like a Gatorade kind
2: of cooler you're talking about? Yeah. A
1: big square one or the Mm -hmm. tall round ones? Either one would work. Hmm. But So what's the idea behind Bokashi? I know you're supposed to be able to compost everything with it's it.
2: It's an anaerobic uh, compost done by effective microorganisms. Okay, so anaerobic means that we don't need air in In the, in the absence of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they compost, like generally in a compost pile it's an aerobic Right, it's aerobic bacteria that are doing it and it. stuff like that, right. These are anaerobic bacteria that are doing it without oxygen, and it's just a different type of compost, and the enzymatic processes they use to break things down are different and It's also instead of like a dry pile, it's a wet compost huh. so it's it's in a liquid
1: um so it's kind of like a worm tea kind of thing when it comes it out? is a lot I of people. It. a
2: lot of people like to make Bokashi compost. And then feed that in small portions to their worm bin to just so that their their end product of their worm
1: castings is the best possible thing it can be. Huh.
2: It's really cool.
1: Interesting. And I heard you when you Bokashi compost, you can compost anything. Oh,
2: right? any, yeah. Like
1: meat, bones, meat, all that stuff.
2: Bones, yep. They'll eat everything. And it actually it happens on a lot quicker time scale, or at least in Colorado than composting outside would do. I mean, I don't know about Florida. I mean, I know you can compost Quick enough to start a fire, yeah, pile but aerobically there. though, you're turning yeah, it. Yeah, there. that's an aerobic compost, but these anaerobic composts are really cool. And it just using this is only increasing your biodiversity in your soil too, which right. is never
1: a bad thing, right? Right. So totally different microbes, huh? Yeah, totally different types of yeah, I microbes. you doing be. this. Interesting, man. Good stuff, oh. man. All right, man. Hey, I got something good. Speaking of some next level shit from Colorado, Sherlock. Uh, this one snuck by us last month. No, actually, no, this is last year, man. Holy shit. Woo. All right, this is a full-on flashback, man. Uh, Eden Shield Pest Control. wonder if anybody's used this yet, man, but uh, EdenShield.net. Well, the superhero, guard this is where, right when the Guardian was <laughs> gone, man. We used to have the Guardian that was this uh, magic spider mite stuff that we thought was just the bomb, and then we found out it was just total poison without the label. Uh, well the superhero guardian is gone And now we have to think of bugs again uh, Damn it But luckily it drove me to start more researching I uh, just found this link About a natural way that they are using Indoors and in- For indoor and greenhouse pests But with the passive technique Basically they found an odor That detours most pests By its smell alone They have created a net That is hung at the entrance And is sprayed routinely with the special sauce <laughs> special sauce. Hmm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> um this odor from the net is enough to keep exhausting o- keep exhausting odors to a minimum. Help me out with this. What the hell is he trying to tell me? Okay,
2: Eden Shield is a it's a pest management natural pest management product made from extracts from desert plants. Um and if you think about it, desert plants are some of the most resilient uh Strong and adaptive plants in the world. Okay, because um, the environment they survive in is so harsh, with like the absence of water and huge differences in heat and temperature. And, um, but they've made this extract that it's sprayed on the outside netting of a greenhouse, right? And right. at all the entrance ways, they put up netting, and it basically makes it so insects can't use the uh, whatever. Pheromone it is they use to navigate two plants and right. find a, a plant. Okay, and even more than that, find a. Uh, they like to find the more susceptible plants, and this basically is like an invisibility cloak for your plants and hides them so insects don't even realize
1: that there's a plant there. Yeah, because they're probably not using their eyes as much as they're using uh, their other sense, probably right. smell. Yeah, their know? sense of smell. Huh. So that's pretty interesting. So it's just uh, it's like ca- active camouflage. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Wow, ah, I
2: hadn't great. I hadn't heard of them, No, but I it's uh, either. it's an Israeli biotech biotech company
1: that makes it. Interesting, man. Interesting. All right, I have to keep my eye on that thing, man. I'll be googling that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we got here? Pest management sprayer is the next one we got here. Let's keep with the trend of pest management. I thought that'd be cool. Yeah, there we go. So this is from Max. All right, Max. What kind of sprayer or fogger do you guys recommend for pest management spraying? Currently using a spray bottle with a 360 nozzle on it for weekly spraying of neem in my vegetative area. I would like to step it up and get a better sprayer. I'm thinking of a pump type with a nozzle that will go very fine or a fogger. yeah man uh, you know for a fogger if you want a little small one i used a Fogmaster jr that was okay it you know wasn't the world's best because i had a, a lot of space i was trying to use it so for me uh, i stepped up to one of those i think they call them panda foggers basically black and white fogger right yeah uh, white two was two gallon reservoir on there two maybe. gallon
2: res on there that thing's cool yeah and you i can mean, stand in one corner of the
1: room and get the entire room i call it a fog event <laughs> you know like you can make it looks like uh homie's vaporizing in there man.
2: what's what's the movie where the fog like rolls in on the beach town it's a, a horror movie it might, it might be the fog. it couldn't be called
1: the fog it might, yeah. it, it's probably called the fog <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it man i love but anyway um yeah i like my panda fogger but they're like 300 bucks and you need a big room for them i had like you know three 10 by 10 rooms so then that's why i stepped up to the panda fogger um but man, I mean, they got some good quality. I shout out to my boys at Way to Grow. You can go over there and get you like just a little ten dollar pump up sprayer, one of those kind of things. Right. And uh, the only pr- problem with those is they struggle with if
2: you're spraying anything that has any particulate matter in it. They, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. susceptible to getting clogged at the nozzle. There's another uh, one. It's called a Champion concrete sprayer, and it has a it's an all metal configuration, and the nozzle that's on the end of it uh is made to prevent clogging and handle I forget the micron particulate it can handle and push through it. But and it atomizes
1: clog. though? Still atomizes? hmm Huh. Cause that's that's what I love about the fog is it's such a small particle that know, it gets
2: it, everywhere in all the nooks and crannies.
1: Yeah. And think about like if you've got a really teeny tiny dot that's surrounded by air, it doesn't uh it's not the same thing as just being soaking wet. When right. you got a bunch of Big droplets on top of the leaf. Yeah, because water will beat man. up. Yeah, they say that uh, like a five micron uh, fog particle. There's enough air around it, it's like a dry fog. They'll call it. It's a it's a trip, man. It's really useful. That's what they're doing in those you know those fog cloners, like Fish yeah, Ganji yeah. guy was doing and stuff. They're fucking cool, man. It really is. All right, man. All right, next, Wait. man. Now we're rolling. we're rolling. I picked this one out. Where, what you got?
2: Someone uh, posted another question where we had talked. A couple episodes ago about the Cree A nineteen bulbs.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what those are. So, what do they look like? A normal light bulb?
2: Yeah, it looks just like a normal like light a bulb. Curly
1: bulb? Or... No. Oh, no, here no. we go. Okay. They right. have them actually worth a thousand words. You know, I'm not going to look. Just keep describing. 90 to <laughs> 60 more words.
2: Actually, looks like a real light bulb.
1: All right, so that's a seventy five watt. That's just a freaking light bulb. So you're saying you take these and put them in a uh, Christmas tree configurate, You know, one of the three or four.
2: Yeah, the and and you'd actually want to have them. Uh, it's omnidirectional, so on the inside of that, coming straight up, there's LEDs wrapped around it, and none of them are actually facing down. Okay, so you'd have to you hang them or uh, mount them horizontally, and then have some type of reflective surface behind them to reflect down.
1: What about if you just hung them in between the plants, you know, like bare bulb kind of things?
2: Uh, that's what they're almost perfect for is like side lighting and getting into plants with them because they create no heat. The diffuser on them makes it so there's no they can grow right up into it and all around it and there's no risk of bleaching it. Um man,
1: I wonder if you could do something with these like take a bunch of them, hang them just down on just just individual sockets, hang them right at plant level. And, uh, you know, kind of like the bare bulb. You ever seen the bare bulb style of growing? Oh, growing those, those like some of the coolest, coolest
2: grows I've seen are those vert grows, which is bare bulb valleys. vert
1: grows would freaking do 17,000 watts in Well, because then in,
2: instead of having one little room, one surface that they're growing off of, they're growing in three dimensions. They're growing underneath the light and all around the light. Right. And that's how, that's where you see people talking about three
1: a light. That's the only way I could think that that would be possible. Yeah. Or three. I don't know, man. Even that, they're using crazy amounts of wattage when they do that. Yeah. Though. You know, I can see getting crazy yields. I mean, uh, per meter, I should say, or, you know, per whatever, square foot. Yeah. But per watt, I don't think it's that efficient, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, but this would be. But know. yeah, let's, he said, what's
2: up, guy? Quick question. Can GrowGuru drop some knowledge or drop more science about the Cree LED A19 bulbs from Home Depot? What's the difference in color rendering index and base codes? Maybe compare said bulbs to a closet case? Like, how many 75 watt Cree A19 bulbs would one need to produce the same amount of light? Thanks, guys. Growers love. Uh, they want you to do math in the morning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And I really, really, these were never meant to compete with a closet case. And right. realistically, they can't. No. This was for someone that they're in a CFL grow right now that they're doing really small scale and they want to take the next level up, but are balling on a budget. Right. And this is a good option for them to go and get some led and have less heat to deal with, but not meant to compete with a closet case in any way. And yeah, pretty much just for the smaller grow. And with the color rendering, difference is
1: intensity. Is that what's going on? Closet case has the push to get down to, to penetrate further
2: uh it's just more light coming out of there and it and it is going to be more efficient than these bulbs cuz the you'd think you'd want to use the 75 watt equivalent instead of the 60 watt equivalent right but it's actually the same number of LEDs and the same type of LEDs in them just driven harder for the 75 watt uh-huh. so really the 9.5 watt is the one that you actually want to grab um and if you got a a good mix of the 2700K and the 500K. They're all 85 CRI, which is pretty good. Um, Wait, what? That comes in two spectrums. It yeah, it comes in a a more red 2700K spectrum and a bluer 5000K spectrum.
1: I wonder what that's all about. That's for just daylight and stuff. That's that's a. The, Just for indoor lighting. Well, like warm,
2: warm white light is right. more like uh, pleasing to the human eye. Okay, and that's why they make those two. And then for like shop lighting, there's a little bit of red in Got there. It, and then okay. the shop lighting is like the cool blue fluorescent type. Makes um, sense, man. Makes sense. But yeah, if you had like a more 2700K dominant setup with them, and then a couple of the bluer ones in there. That would make a pretty good light for a really small grow.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know about playing with a reflector, because when you reflect, you lose a lot of efficiency from that light, man, and especially if it's Well, not... but
2: it, it's just going straight up right now, because the way you'd mount the bulbs would be horizontal, and right. the okay. LEDs wrap around omnidirectional, so there's three of them at the top that aren't going down. So you, if you put a reflector on that, it is just going to reflect... Sure, the ones that aren't facing straight down,
1: definitely. But you're losing efficiency compared to if you put that right in the center and have oh, plants yeah. all around it. Yeah, you'd definitely. Be way better off. And there, there. was actually, a especially couple... when you got that little amount of light, man. You need you need to be as efficient as possible with it. With
2: these bulbs, a couple of years ago, there was a grower on Roll It Up named uh, Captain Morgan, and okay. I think it's it's just Cree bulb grow is the name of the post on there. Right. Um, he was pulling over a gram per watt with these mm. LED bulbs. Had a
1: f- yeah, you got of, nine and a half grams off nine and a half watts. All right, <laughs> fuck. I'm not impressed no, he anymore.
2: A, a, I'm uh, no, had an array of them at the top and then side lighting down the poles of a tent with them. And it was actually able to yield really well off of that. I for, mean, you said I mean for what it is, for six a micro, and a half watts each, right? Nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I thought you said these. Uh, no, 60 the 60 watts were.
2: The, that's the 60 watt. Oh, okay. So the 11 and a half watt it. is the 75. So for nine and a half
1: watts, if I just got to get you know nine and a half, ten grams per... Uh, you know, per one of those bulbs, yeah, you might be right, man. Yeah. I can see it possible. Yeah, you know? Seems like something like a very ambitious guy would do like in jail or something. Right? <laughs> got my hidden grow back here, man. You know?
2: Right. <laughs> Couldn't even uh, think about trying to.
1: Well, you know how they're always making <laughs> booze in, in there. You see, they got the. Oh, you got <clears throat> your
2: toilet wine. I got my toilet, toilet wine. <laughs> <laughs> wine.
1: Oh, why would I never, ever drink that, man? Golly. <clears throat> All right. Check this one out, man. Budding Happiness 330 is asking about cigarettes around plants. And I think i seen something fucked up with cigarettes around plants. So I'll read the question. Okay, Scotty, dude in the DGC, I have a question. You're not allowed to uh, answer this one. Sorry, man. <laughs> I have a question about growing. I'm sure a lot of us have wondered and plenty of us have uh, BS with why we can or cannot. I don't know what the hell he's saying. Uh, What is the effect of smoking cigarettes around our plants? Can it negatively affect them? Uh, Yeah. I know that tobacco mosaic virus is a real thing, and I've seen plants get it. You know, it's like these real weird, like, light spots that happen, and then the plant just poops out quick. And and it's a really simple
2: virus, too. It's just a rod with a little bit of genetic material inside of it, which make it really hard to destroy with uh, normal disinfectants and even when you burn a cigarette with a flame that's not destroying it. Uh, you would need a uh, What? Yeah, like if you smoke a cigarette I can't even in kill the resins it's the, the resins that get on your fingers from like touching the filter um if you touch a plant after that you're very easily could transfer tobacco mosaic virus to that plant.
1: Son of a bitch.
2: Yeah. And tobacco mosaic virus is like rampant in the tobacco used for cigarettes cuz usually the stuff in cigarettes is the lower quality uh type of tobacco and most of the time it's I think I had a professor that Got 10 different packs of cigarettes from 10 different companies and like more than half of them tested positive for tobacco Holy mosaic shit. virus. So like if you're smoking cigarettes and not
1: gloving up before you go and touch your plants, there's a very large likelihood you could get tobacco. mosaic Yeah. Virus. And you can just Google it, man. You can see what it looks like. Tobacco mosaic virus on cannabis. See if you can find a, a picture and throw it up here if you if you can. Man. Yeah, I'll grab one. But um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff, man. I didn't realize it was that rampant, though, man. That's fucking scary. Man, I ain't even letting cigarette smokers in my grow anymore. <laughs> I'm always, I've always been an advocate of
2: gloving up anytime you go in the glove in the grow room, just really? to prevent any type of contamination from the outside. Yeah, uh, I see your and point. changing my clothes too before I go in. That's oh, a big one too. Man. I got never wear respect. shoes that have been worn outside in the grow room. Right, right. That's, bottom of your soles is the easiest way to transfer. So bugs so true. And pathogens. Man, think
1: about like what your shoelaces just did. Right. Walking through the yard. Well, know? no,
2: and shoes are like porous uh, surfaces too. That like dust and l- little mites and lots of things could hide in a shoe. And then you walk in a grow room, and they're like, "Oh, you took me to the Garden of Eden. Thank uh, you. <laughs> they're free food, and
1: they're susceptible to everything." Cha-ching! I remember I used to have this f- this girlfriend, a really cute girl, and she was like, "Oh, I used to go to my friend's uh, greenhouse, and they would let me walk around, but you couldn't. Ha- you had to take your clothes off before you went in." And I was like, that is fucking brilliant, you know. But uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that there was any kind of science behind it, you know.
2: Oh, they could have just had them put on white suits. They just stuck really. 19,
1: 20-year-olds, man, yeah. It was back in the day when I was 19 and 20-year-old. Two years old, I should say. The good old days, man. All right, man. Thanks, Sinatra. February 21st, today. This one came in right today, man. Grower's question, gram per watt. What do we got?
2: Hey, dude, Scotty in the DGC. Dank Sinatra, the artist formerly known as the Pistillier.
1: I don't know, man. He actually taught me how to say his name, but I was stoned and forgot. I thought he said it was like ear, pistolier. Pistolier. Oh, uh, it might be. I was just thinking it was French. That's what I assume too, man. But don't assume everybody's so French and classy, (laughs) man. Here with another grow question. He just might want to shoot you.
2: I'm struggling to reach even 0.5 grams per watt in my harvest. My largest harvest yet has been 0.37 grams per watt. I use a 600 watt HPS, which I've recently, in this grow, added 76 watts of blue LED as well. Terra newts, recharge, optic foliar Watson transport. I've tried different methods of training and still can't break 0.5 grams per watt. Currently, I'm trying the sea of green. The first time with 22 plants in one gallon with organic soil and worm castings, veg for a month, then flower. I am, I'm also now using mammoth pea biocozyme with the previous stated setup with the extra light enzyme and microbes. I hope I can break 0.5 grams per watt. If you guys have any other advice, let me know. Okay, just from reading that, Twenty-two plants in one gallons under one six hundred. Right, that's, that's basically how, how much. How much? How many one gals can you fit in a five by
1: five or four by four? Uh, you know one gals could take up. What do they take? I want to say you can get almost four per square foot. You know they're only about. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You can fit like thirty six or more. Yeah, yeah. So it's just they're jammed right next to each other, which is cool, man. Yeah. I like, I like that idea. If you're going for plain yield, sea of green is a good way to go. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that just you got to make sure that you're getting strong light down in the canopy. You know what I mean? A lot of times when you... uh you know i don't know there's a sweet spot with the light we all know that and it's really easy to hang your light too high and kind of not take full advantage of it you know especially in hps
2: right definitely and i mean you also have to make sure that all your environmental
1: controls are just in check yeah it's true humidity is huge temperature is huge and co2 i bro. was going to say we once you have that, all yeah. that
2: all that dialed in and your nutrition dialed in and you're still working on your training i guess CO two is going to be your yield limiting factor. That's going to keep you from getting over a yield threshold, like,
1: and be able to get higher yields. Yeah, I would say that if you can, especially if it's just a small grow, um, see if you can add some CO two in there. You know, I think that I think that would make a difference. Um, but just making sure the lights. I, mean, I don't know if we're going to give them a couple tips. Make sure the light is. Um, what would you, it's a 600 watt. I don't I'm normally... 18 to 24. A, 18 to 24? is that, I might even go... Let's see if you can, how low you can go, man. But yeah, 18 to 24, I guess, is yeah, okay. Really, really a a, as low as you can go, is to just
2: keep your coverage area. As low as you can go and still cover the entire area you're trying right. to.
1: Because if you get it too low, it's just going to spotlight yep. one part of the plant. So intense light, that would be my first recommendation. Uh, adding some CO2 in there. Um, it seems like you're doing everything else right, man. Yeah, everything else sounds good. Yeah, well, let me know. Let me know what's up. Did the DGC chime in? Oh, yeah. Nod and Arb came, <laughs> came in there. What do we got? Good We've stuff, learned man. you
2: can rely on the DGC to <laughs> chime in.
1: Nice, man, nice. All right, man. What do we got? One more? Una Last mas. question. Uno más. What we got? La Optima. La <laughs> you worked in a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. I can tell Spanish learned from a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> RF interference. Here we go. Hey DGC. So is RF interference from digital ballast still a thing? If so, how many does it take to draw attention? I am looking at a single 315 LEC with a built-in ballast, but I don't know. Some angry ham radio. Oper- I don't want some angry ham radio operator kicking my door in. That's a real thing. <laughs> Thanks for the help and keep fighting the good fight to end Prohibition. Hell yeah, man. Who's that? Skunk Works. Fuck yeah. Love it. Uh-oh. I did oh, yeah. Just something to my computer. Um, man, it really does depend on the... Uh, I, tried, I tried to get a hold of Colorado Magic Board BJ over there to, to give me the rundown because he was telling me one time, it's like whether they cheap out on this part or not that makes the and it's the one difference. part too it was like yeah it was, I can't remember what it was man but it was a couple dollar part and you can get it for 60 cents you can get it for 2 bucks you know the ones for two bucks don't cause interference. You know, I can't remember if they got a GFI in them or whatever it is, but um, there's one little, like, upgrade. You know, that's why you don't want to just go buy the cheapest Chinese ballast, you know? Yeah. You can buy a Chinese ballast, but don't buy the cheapest one. Buy one that's, <laughs> <laughs> I From they, one of the good factories. I remember they have these Chinese motorcycles, man, and you oh, can God. buy them. And you can get one that's an exact copy of a good Honda motorcycle. <laughs> it's an exact copy. You know, it's just <laughs> the same parts and everything. I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's just cool. way more likely to just follow. <laughs> yeah 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 i like that <laughs> hey you get what you can afford sometimes man all right so hey, anyway uh about gonna wrap it put it in the bag uh, i got some thinning and cloning to do today uh definitely got to get in there. It's going to take me a few hours in that no-till bed to thin that up properly. We can just tackle that if you want. We can knock that out no Tom. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to enjoy it,
2: man. You, okay. know?
1: you know, Just kind of chill out, put the headphones on, listen to a podcast. Maybe I'll try that uh, Growing From the Heart podcast tonight, throw that in.
2: I got to check them out, too.
1: And it's just there's something so meditative and therapeutic about gardening. And these plants, I mean, they take a lot of attention. I mean, I've let them go for a while, but... I can, you know, gotta
2: rain them back
1: in. Yeah, I can get lost in them for four or five, yeah, two, three, four hours, whatever it is tonight. It'll probably be four or five. <laughs> I'm gonna hide out in the Smoke back. Smoke breaks. Yeah, but just and just enjoy myself. And you know, I've, I've had. I've had where I've had three rooms going I had an hour trying to get home For dinner and I showed up at the room and I was like Alright here we go boom, And just fucking the topping was not A gentle process there was Not a lot of love in it you know It was more of a chore and I'm glad I'm out Of that now man cannabis and, and Growing cannabis is a pure hobby to me And it's so much fun It really is. It really is. The collection of all the strains and trying your friends' different flavors and, yeah, figuring out all the different technology, LED, LEC. Uh, It's it's such a joy, man. So I've been having a real fun time on the journey. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to share it with all y'all. I've been learning a ton. Definitely, man. Guru, been learning a ton from you, man. Thank you you so much, man. man. Good sit-in. man. You know you're going to be talking more from now on. You've earned your stripes, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright let's put it in the bag man let's get oh, on man. out of here Let's get our day on Now we gotta go to work Wait so do I say take her easy Or I don't know man Let's <laughs> not Whoa 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 Take her easy <laughs> See you later man <laughs> There you go You got it Now you gotta say that every time <laughs> Come on let's do some shout outs man Shout out to St. Skinny Hit the rope WV Khan, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Moho Resin, Fish Ganja Guy, a personal favorite. Doctor J three hundred three. Yeah, come on, J Maestro, where you at man, coming in a cup. Nando, yeah, Nando. <laughs> Stony, mixed squinty eyes. Kilo Watt man and Jaman. Get well, brother. Strong DGC, strong my man. Come on out. Plants are fine. <laughs> take it easy, y'all, y'all Growers love, guys
0: Some people love to blaze up the tank Yeah, we get happy for noon And we're the boss fences to take a little break That means we're up a duke It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed it's just weed, in my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed And let's like keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed it's just me I like to smoke it out day loud the tank. Just look at how he's being paid No, no luck of me. smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong, no.